Hello and welcome to the School to Elevate the Soul, a personal development podcast where I share my experiences, life lessons, and intuitive messages to guide you to live lighter, brighter, and in accordance to your soul. So I am your podcast host, Ashley Hoke, and this week we're going to be talking about people-pleasing. So this is an episode all about people-pleasing and how to, things to avoid, how to overcome it, and how to please others without self-abandoning. We will also cover the importance of recognizing that you are a people pleaser to ultimately heal the tendencies that you have that end up leaving you empty and unfulfilled at the end of the day. So the best part is it all stems back to you. So that gives you all of the power to fix it. So this is exciting. The last and most important thing that we're gonna talk about is all the things that I've learned to help me love others without losing myself and recover from people pleasing. So say no when I don't want to do something, say yes when I mean it, and voice my opinions when they're necessary to be voiced, and be just truly authentic to myself, and therefore I'm able to show up more for others whenever it's actually authentic. So so what is people-pleasing, right? I feel like this is a topic not really that talked about, but everyone does it. So many people do it. And it's such a bad habit that we often learn very young. So people-pleasing is the tendency to self-abandon in relationships. So relationships meaning your boyfriend, your girlfriend, friendships, your family members, um, even even people-please at work. This often leaves your needs not met in an unequal and inauthentic relationship. People-pleasing is directly correlated to burnout and work, introvertedness, depression, or a pure lack of your own needs not being met. And this is honestly extremely important for anyone that struggles with any of these issues. Like if you think you're an introvert, if you have a hard time like going out and doing things, you have to like mentally prepare to do it. If you find yourself saying yes a lot of the times when you don't feel like saying yes. And if you have social anxiety, if you have a hard time saying no, any of these things um, ties back to people pleasing. And ultimately you can find a way to help others and do things for others without self-abandoning and exhausting yourself and not all of your friendships relationships have to be exhausting because if you learn how to not people please and just be kind and nice without people pleasing then you'll learn how to have authentic relationships and find yourself being more at peace so there's a difference between doing things from a full-hearted desire versus feeling obligated to so when all of your actions come from your heart you will begin to find peace within yourself and lose the tendency to look for external validation from others so all of people pleasing pretty much stems back to wanting to make other people happy feeling obligated to make their experience positive and the tendency to look for that external validation that you did a good job you're being good enough a lot of it comes with comes from that inner need of feeling like needed and good enough so without people pleasing sometimes people often feel anxiety like okay i'm not doing enough for this person i'm not doing anything for anyone else or you know i said no are they gonna love me are they still gonna love me and when you learn to love yourself you'll actually bring more happiness within relationships in yourself in the present moment because you're just being authentic The benefits of healing your relationship with people-pleasing are you're able to give to others because you want to, not to feel good about giving. So you'll be more authentic to yourself. You won't feel the need to apologize for being yourself. You'll feel more comfortable in your skin. You'll be able to show up for others in a more authentic way. Every action come directly from your heart. You'll strengthen all the relationships that you have by having more respect for yourself and therefore they're going to respect you more. So I really want to give a lot of credit for my journey with people-pleasing to my therapist, Amy, (laughs) who was very, very patient with me. She helped me practice setting boundaries, ultimately giving me the space to heal. 
and my friends who remind me of the boundaries that I should be setting when they see that I'm not honoring myself. And also Dr. Mike Bechtel, the writer of the book that honestly guided me to realize that I was a people pleaser, how deep into people pleasing I was and how to get out of it. So the book that he wrote is an absolute amazing freaking book. It's called People Pleaser's Guide to Loving Others Without Losing Yourself. And I think that is huge because a lot of people think that you can't love others without like self-abandoning and you don't even realize that you do it because you just do things for other people all the time. But it automatically sometimes forms this resentment and you know bitterness because you're not getting your needs met. So this book helped me and a lot of my content for this podcast is what I learned from this book and then also stuff that I've added and learned over the years myself. So it's an extremely freeing book to read and to embody all of the principles of this book. If you're not a reader, that's exactly why I wanted to create this podcast is to help you get that information from another form rather than reading it. So you might be saying now, I'm not a people pleaser. And if that's true, that's absolutely great. Like go you, you're amazing. You're able to say no, you're able to set boundaries, all of those things. Um, however, it's important that you ask yourself the question and seriously evaluate, especially if you feel depressed, anxious, introverted, or burnout at work. So what is people pleasing and how do you know if you do it? So we already went over a little bit. So a few questions you should ask yourself in an honest way is, do you often find yourself in relationships that feel one-sided? Do you have a difficult time saying what you need? Do you often feel alone? And this is huge because the people that end up doing so much for other people have a difficult time asking for help. So when they are in need of help, when they do need assistance, they don't know how to ask for it and therefore they feel so alone. So this is a huge sign that you're a people pleaser if you often feel alone, even though you do have friends, family, and support. So do you feel uncomfortable setting boundaries in friendships and relationships? And like boundaries sound like such a bad thing, right? I mean, I don't know, for me, like setting a boundary for the longest time sounded so scary, sounded terrifying because I never learned what boundaries were. Like I just, you know, went went about life without any boundaries (laughs) and I quickly learned like over a period of time, like you have to do what's best for you. So, you know, not responding to everyone's texts right away, not responding to comments on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, not hanging out every single time somebody asks you to, um, these are all boundaries. Like having a time limit on how long you talk to people, learning how to get off the phone, Um, you know, just figuring out what is best for you and setting that boundary and voicing that boundary to other people so that they can respect it. Um, So do you have a difficult time saying no? Do you often say yes just to make the other person happy? Do you wonder what people are thinking about you? And this is a huge sign that you are requiring that external validation within you know your people pleasing habits so you can require external validation without being a people pleaser but a lot of the time they go hand in hand so when people disagree with you do you often soften your position and this one is key because this shows that you're afraid of the repercussions of having your own feelings and perspective on things so an example of this would be let's say you and your friend met someone and your friend thought the person was extremely nice but you didn't know that yet and you just got a very bad vibe from them So let's say you were like, oh, like I didn't get a good vibe from them. They were judging other people the whole time. They were negative. They were bashing the current situation. They were talking negatively about other people. I just didn't like the vibe. But your friend on the other hand was like, oh my God, I really loved her. She was absolutely amazing and such a good vibe and you know, always positive. So in this case, you would soften your position. So you'd be like, eh, yeah, I guess she was like, she was was really nice and um, 
you know, she was pretty cool. And yeah, she did have some positive views on something instead of keeping her perspective strong and saying, you know, like she was judging so-and-so for existing and judging so-and-so for eating what they were eating or, you know what I mean? So softening your position because you're afraid of the repercussions of having an opinion or having your own feelings or perspective on things. Like you have that, you want that external validation of like being right and you're afraid of disagreeing. So that's a huge sign that you're a people pleaser if you do that. Something that I've noticed within myself is I often lose myself in relationships. So I will be sticking to all of my habits within life and I will be going to yoga four times a week and going to the gym and meditating and reading and doing all the things that make me happy and make me healthy. And then when I get into relationships or when I used to get in relationships before I started inhabiting these habits, I would completely lose myself. I'd fall off the habits. I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't need to go to yoga today. Like we can just like hang out and go to the movies. Like, or they'd be like, oh, I want to go to dinner at this time. I'd be like, okay, like I won't go to yoga then. And instead of saying, okay, like let can we go a little bit later so I can go to yoga first, then shower. Do you know what I mean? So like setting those boundaries, being a little bit more flexible within just saying yes and jumping to what the other person wants to do and figuring out how to stay true yourself while also saying yes to obligations with your partner or friendships. And then two things within um, work that are good questions to ask yourself. Do you often stay late at work or go in when you're sick out of fear of disappointing people? So I feel like this is huge. I'm still working on this, obviously. Like I'm an ICU nurse, so I have a lot of things that I need to take care of during my shift. So at the end of my shift, I'm always like, oh my God, did I do this right? Did I do this right? Did I do this right? And I end up staying late, like so late after work that it's like, everyone's like, oh my God, why are you still here? Because I have a hard time sometimes at work specifically saying no to helping people and saying like, and stopping and being like, no, I have to go home. Right. So, um, and I have the hardest time calling off because even if I'm sick, like I want to go to work because I know, or I used to, I used to go into work deathly sick because I had a fear of like calling off and having the repercussions of calling off and like disappointing them. And it would leave me being sick longer because I was unable to like take care of my needs when I was sick. So it would last longer. Whereas now I know the best thing for myself in this moment and also other people is to not go to work, even if I'm disappointing them because, or I'm calling off because they're short one person. I'm not getting other people sick. I'm not exhausting myself. I'm getting better quicker. I never get sick anymore because I take care of my needs. So I think that's huge because if you get sick all the time, there's, there's a sign that's a symptom that you're not taking care of what you need to do for yourself. Your immune system's down because you're probably chronically stressed because you're taking care of other people's needs and not yourselves. So if you're sick all the time, that's another sign. And last thing is like, do you worry about your work performance or how you act with friends and family or boyfriends or around people socially? Like, do you wonder if I said the right thing? If you were good enough in social settings, like, do you wonder and get anxiety after you leave social settings and like wonder, oh, was I weird? Was I awkward? Did I say the right thing when they said this? Like, that's something that my mind was constantly going. I would have a great time in the moment with people, but I would go home and I would be constantly, my mind would be spinning because I was like, did I say the right thing? Was I weird? Was I awkward? Did they think I was annoying? Like, what was the, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm constantly running on E 
because my mind is constantly wondering, did I do the right thing in the social setting to make the other person happy, to make them like me? Because that external validation was so needed. And now I want to address, like, if you said yes to many of these things, it's okay. Do not panic. There are ways to heal your tendencies for people-pleasing. And I will say, regardless of the work that I do, I sometimes fall back into the old tendencies to people-please. And I quickly notice the effects. I feel anxious or sad or tired. I feel exhausted. Um, and then I know exactly what to do. I come back to myself. I recognize that I'm enough just as I am. And I don't have to dim my light for other people's needs to be met, if that makes sense. So the benefits of healing your relationship with people-pleasing are you're able to give to others because you want to, not to feel good about giving. So if you have your self-esteem and your feelings about yourself wrapped around someone else's opinion of you or you doing good things for other people to therefore feel like you're needed, a lot of the times you often feel obligated to continue giving because without that you feel empty. So if you find that self-esteem and build up your self-esteem within yourself, then you don't have to do anything for other people to feel needed. You'll strengthen all of the relationships that you have by having more respect for yourself and therefore they're going to respect you more because people match, people mirror each other. So if you respect yourself and you honor yourself and what you need, you'll be a mirror to them that they need to do the same and also to respect you more because you're doing that for yourself. I have found people have respected me more over the years because I'm able to say no and when I do say yes, they're like, oh my God, yay, like we're doing this. And so, and also I inspire other people to say no and I give them grace when they do say no. Um, I feel like people are more comfortable to be like, no, I actually am not feeling that good today, emotionally, mentally, and then they're able to open up to me and I'm able to give them grace and support when they're not able or not, not up for activities. So your relationships will strengthen this and if it doesn't strengthen, then that's a sign that you're person, your friend, your family member doesn't respect your boundaries and that might be a sign to let them go. So people will leave your life if they are solely takers, which is painful. And you will go through a whole grieving process of old friendships, which is so difficult, honestly. I've lost a lot of friends since I started this process and I've also realized like not totally losing them, right? But just like drifting away from them because like what what where is the mutuality within the relationship? What do they, what is the purpose of the relationship if it's not like mutual and just like full hearted loving support, regardless of your mood, your ability to show up, and all of that? So, I just feel like I have found so much more authentic relationships. All of my needs are always met because my friends and family and loved ones all respect my needs being met. So, when I open up to them and say, Hey, no, I can't do this because X, Y, and Z, they are like, Oh, oh my god do that then. That's great for you, right? And I practice this the same way that I expect other people to practice this with me. So you would think setting boundaries would end up with less time with people, but honestly, since I've set more boundaries, I've actually had more space to have with people because I'm honoring myself constantly. I'm being more authentic to myself. So I take less time to recharge than I used to. So I used to think I was an introvert, which is actually freaking hilarious because I'm so social. But because I was doing so much for other people, I thought I was introverted because I was exhausted all the time. I was isolating myself. I was napping three times a day. Like I was genuinely exhausted and I didn't realize it was because I was a people pleaser versus I thought that I was antisocial. Meanwhile, like I'm so freaking social. So when you heal your people pleasing tendencies, you will have more space to be with others because you're honoring yourself. You have more energy 
And our goal here is to be able to have a beautiful and stable relationship with yourself, to be able to give to others solely from the heart. And this is the most exciting thing. All of this is the transition period. So we've covered so far, how do you know if you're a people pleaser? What happens when you're a people pleaser? And the benefits of healing your relationship with people pleasing. So important highlights to cure people pleasing begin with outlining the core fears that are outlined with the people pleasing book that I resonate with a lot. The fear of not being good enough. So the fear of not being good enough is one of the huge fears that stem from people pleasing. Also the fear of not being recognized, the fear of rejection, and the fear of conflict. So what happens when you set boundaries? The what happens whenever you tell them you don't want to do that? What happens if they start, they don't want to talk to you anymore if you say you don't want to do that? What happens if you're not constantly doing things for other people? What happens if you feel like you're empty or not good enough because you're not constantly doing for other people? So if we just accepted ourselves, we wouldn't need to be good enough for other people. We wouldn't need to be recognized. We wouldn't need to be accepted. None of these have to be your core fear, right? Like my core fear is the fear of not being good enough or valued or needed. It's specific to everyone. So recognizing whatever your fear is, it all stems from an internal need that is seeking help from external validation. So if we just accepted ourselves, we wouldn't need to be good enough for other people. We wouldn't need to be recognized, accepted. We would just be confident enough to be ourselves and to love and accept ourselves as is. So it all truly begins with you. So my piece of advice is truly just connect with yourself. It all starts with how you view yourself. Begin your healing journey to recognize and accept yourself for who you truly are. It is important to identify the difference between who you are and the identity that you took on because it was accepted better by others. So my whole life, I don't think that I was truly even myself. You know, I always seeked this external validation and just try to figure out what the other person needed to affirm who I was and to affirm that I'm just a good person and all of these things. But at the end of the day, I wasn't true to myself and I wasn't even connected to myself. I didn't even know who I was because everything was wrapped around in whatever anyone else needed, right? So when someone didn't need something, I was like, what do I do then? You know what I mean? Like, how do I even go about being in somebody's life if I'm not doing something for them? Like, what am I even there for then? You know, I didn't have a true value without doing things for other people. So knowing who you are and knowing what your purpose is apart from everyone else so I took on this whole identity of being loving, caring, mom. I Everyone, everyone referred to me as their mom. I was always taking care of people, you know. I was festival group mom. I was always the person to say yes and do things for other people and just putting everyone's needs before me. And everyone loved that. Like, of course everyone's going to love somebody that does everything for everyone, right? Or like says yes to whatever people need. But at the end of the day, like, that's not who you are. People should love you for you not what you do for them, right? So everyone should be able to take care of themselves. Everyone's needs should be met by themselves. And yeah, of course, be nice to people and do things for other people, but that shouldn't be your whole identity. So not knowing who you are is actually a good thing because it gives you space to learn. So I have spent so much time in the past four years, since 2018, it's 2022, to learn myself, to figure out who the hell I am aside from my relationships and my friendships and being a nurse and being a sister and a daughter and a loving friend and support system. You know what I mean? So who are you besides your relationships, your job, all that? Break down your conditioning. Who are you, right? So only take actions that embody your whole being. Start to follow what feels good to you. When you are living and breathing your truth and 
who you are. You don't have to worry as much about being accepted because you accept yourself. And this makes when people do love you so much more authentic and special because they actually love you for you versus what you're doing for them. So this is how I found my soul friendships. I let go of the ones who only liked one side of me. So my crazy side or my people pleasing side or my fun side or my silly side or you know whatever side you show to people. And I took on my true identity who is very down to earth and spiritual and has opinions that may not line up with yours. And honestly, like, yeah, I am still silly and crazy and wild and funny and this and that and people pleasing, but I'm not people pleasing. I'm just kind and nice and silly at times, but I'm also very down to earth and earthy and loving. And I like to go to yoga and I just show all of these sides to people now. And if you love and accept me for who I am, then that's great. If you don't, then that's fine too, right? So people will come and go out of your life and that's fine too. Being confident enough to know that you're wonderful as you are and if people leave, that's their problem. That's fine. That's the universe telling you that they're not for you. Be consistently you and don't change depending on who you're with. So I used to have like many friend groups, right? And every friend group of mine knew a different side of me. And all of those sides of me were myself, but I didn't show my full self to everyone or anyone in that matter. So I would show my silly side to one side and my, you know, respectful, calm side to another side. And so when those people would merge into a room together, I would be literally at crisis because I'd be like, who the hell do I be? This person doesn't know this side of me and this person doesn't know this side of me. So like, who the fuck? Am I even, you know? So that's a sign too, and we'll work on that. So improve your communication with others. Express, express, express. This is huge. Learning to express yourself will make you feel so free. It can feel impossible at one point, and honestly, it did for me for the longest time. I wasn't even able to say anything negative because I was so afraid to bring the vibe down or bring the energy down, but they should know all sides of you, and if you need to express your feelings, then bring that to the table and just say, asking for space, like, do you have space for me to express my feelings, right? So some friends, I only had a happy side and I would never talk about anything negative. I would just hide it and then I'd go home and be like, damn, I'm like all alone. But like, really? Like, I didn't want to bring their energy down, so I would just suffer alone. But like, friendships are double-sided. If you're taking away the chance for them to be there for you if you're not telling them and expressing. So I love being there for people. So when other people don't express to me, I feel like, I feel like robbed a little bit, not to like the full extent, obviously. Like I respect their space. I respect their like time and whenever they want to come to me, that's fine. But I do feel extremely close to people whenever I am able to be there for them, right? So Give them the chance to be there for you. Give them the chance to support you too because then they'll feel closer to you and your friendships will last longer because it's a mutual friendship. So speaking from your heart and speak your truth. Don't agree to make other people feel better. Agree because you genuinely agree and kindly disagree or say nothing if you don't agree. So the biggest piece of being a people pleaser is doing things that you don't want to do. So if you're not aware of this yet, it's important to notice your reactions when you say yes. Do you feel irritated? Do you feel sad or low energy? Did you actually want to say yes in the situation? Or was it out of guilt? Was it out of obligation? Increase your communication to say no and just say simply why you don't feel called to do this at the time. Maybe you're busy, maybe you're tired, maybe you have an obligation already, or maybe you just don't want to. Just say simple no's. No, I can't make the event. No, I can't make the event because I have other obligations. I can't, I have yoga. No, thank you. I really don't want to at this time. That's it. And you know, it's not going to offend someone because start observing when people say no to you. What do they do? What do they say? How do you feel? Do you feel offended? Well, unlearn that behavior because everyone has the right to say no, right? 
And this doesn't just pertain to like hanging out or when you're asked to do things. I think just learning to set boundaries will help you a lot as well. So I had a hard time hanging out with people because I would always end up staying like well over my social battery. Refer to the social battery as like, let's say we start with an iPhone battery at 100%, right? I've been cooped up in my bedroom for three days. I'm ready to socialize. So we're at 100%. We are ready to rumble, right? But I know within three hours, my social battery with people that don't feel me is about 50%. <laughs> so I know like my boundary is about three hours with certain friends. And so for those certain friends, I will say, hey, let's get dinner. Hey, let's do something like very specific to where it has like a timeline, right? Or even if I don't need to set that boundary if I have things to do in the afternoon or things to do later that night and this you know particular friend always wants to hang out throughout the whole day just being honest with them instead of avoiding them or instead of not hanging out with them tell them hey I only have until 12 o'clock do you want to get breakfast or hey I only have until 2 p.m do you want to get lunch this is where you're going to be able to have more space for people because you're still doing all of your obligations you're still honoring yourself but you're also you know, meeting up with a friend that you really care about and you really love and you don't need to avoid. You can just set boundaries, right? So, okay. And it's also important... Okay, this is the last little topic. So it's also important to surround yourself with people who care about your needs being met. So a lot of people pleasers, since they're doing so much for other people, tend to attract selfish people or even narcissists sometimes because they give and give and give and give and they have a difficult time receiving. So this is a selfish person's dream, right? Like who in their right mind would not want to constantly be around someone who gives, right? Then you can just receive all the time. Um, so it's important to question yourself. What needs aren't being met in your relationships? Do all of your friendships, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your family members care about your needs being met? Um, and how can I do a better job at verbalizing your needs? So it's not just their responsibility, to take care of your needs, to observe your needs, to know your needs. It's also your responsibility to verbalize them. So your partner, your friend, your family member is not going to know what you need intuitively. Not everyone's that intuitive. They're going to need to hear it from you. So verbalize what you need, get in tune with yourself, figure out what you need, and then verbalize it. So, and then once you verbalize it, if your friendship, if your boyfriend, if your girlfriend, if your family member is not respecting it, then maybe this person does not care about your friends or your maybe this person does not care about your needs being met so and that's why it's so important to surround yourself with loving caring and inspiring people that push you to be better and therefore they want to be better themselves so those are usually the most aware of relationships that are give and take and feeling that'll push you to be happy and anxiety-free in relationships because a healthy relationship a healthy friendship a healthy like family relationship, want a mutual relationship, want the other person to be happy, healthy, comfortable, safe, and able to express themselves. And when there are issues, it's easier to address them knowing that both parties are committed to bettering themselves. So I found that the people that I want in my life are someone that's constantly working on themselves to be better. I love them unconditionally as they are, but I found that in friendships and relationships, those are the best types of friends and best types of relationships because they're committed to bettering themselves and therefore they're committed to bettering the relationship and they're open to constructive criticism and they're open to the truth and the honesty 
and they're honest themselves because you know they're able to take a little bit of guidance to make the relationship better, to make the friendship better. These are the best people, that's all I gotta say. So find yourself people that are working on themselves because even though you love them as they are, they're perfect as they are, right? Our love for other people has to be unconditional. You don't love them because they'll better themselves, but you love them as they are. And if they better themselves, great, but it's best to surround yourself with people like that because they're striving for better. And therefore, they're accepting you as you strive for better as well, as you change, as you develop. Um, a lot of the times, if you are a growing person, you'll find people falling out of your life constantly because they're not growing themselves. So I found that people that are there to better themselves are the people that I found sustaining in my life because they're bettering themselves just as fast as I'm bettering myself, right? So we've talked about how people-pleasing is extremely reliant on external validation, right? So external validation is a disaster and we know this, but you know, people initially, I'm a little bit too much, right? I'm super excited, I'm super energetic, I'm super this, I'm super that. But then as they get to know me and I figure out what side of myself that they need and I used to only be that side of myself around them to make them more comfortable, to make them more happy. And this is like a social awareness type of thing, but I was too socially aware. And also like whoever you're around should approve and accept you as you are. A question to ask if somebody doesn't like you or they seem like they're kind of difficult to read, unable to tell if they, can, they like you or not, ask yourself, do I even connect with this person? What do I want them to like me for if we don't connect on any topic, right? Start thinking about what you like about that person versus questioning if they like you. And this is not to point out other people's negative things, but some people just aren't compatible and it's not a personal thing. You don't have to go in your mind questioning what's wrong with me. No, some people just aren't compatible. So just knowing that nothing is personal and what people think of you is truly none of your goddamn business because this is the truth. Like, why is it your business? It's their thoughts, it's their business, right? Your only source of safety is within. And I'll say that again, your only source of safety is from within. You have everything that you need to be safe within yourself and your heart is waiting for you to tune into you. Nobody else knows you this way, so why would you value anyone else's opinion that who barely knows you more than you value yourself? right? So you know yourself best. So start to trust yourself and start to love yourself from within. Accept all versions of yourself. Don't pick and choose. So, so I really hope that this podcast helped you this week. I really wanted to make a podcast on this because I never heard of this myself until I read a book on it. And it has helped me free myself of all the people pleasing habits that left me running thin, running dry my social battery on E, me exhausted, napping constantly. Um, so I've learned to connect with myself and accept myself for who I truly am and be myself consistently. And now I'm able to give to others without being exhausted, give to others and give what I actually want to give versus feeling obligated to. So, um, and I found that my friends respect me more, my family respects me more and all of these things. So learning to say no, learning to set boundaries in summary, all of these things are going to help you be more authentically yourself and therefore attract authentic people. All of these principles are things that I live by constantly and consistently. I don't look for others' external validation and if I do, then I found myself running a little bit thin. I realize I have to come back to myself. I am comfortable with myself as is and external validation doesn't matter. So... I really hope that this helped you. Um, I hope that you find the most authentic and loving relationships 
and I hope that you find a healthy relationship with all of your friends and family. And family, I feel like, has a tendency to assume that you have the space for everything that they might need, might desire, or what have you. So it's very difficult for some people who people please with family members because some people are trapped in the situation with them. You can't necessarily be like, hey, I'm only going to hang out with you for two hours, right? So I definitely want to cover a lot more on that topic. So I'm going to make a completely separate podcast for people pleasing with family. But something that's really helped me is saying no sternly. So being able to say sternly and not accepting any other answer for yes. So, you know, I need space and time to go to yoga at 8.30 in the morning. And I'm sorry if that's inconvenient for you, but... I need to do that for myself and I'm sorry if you wanted to go to breakfast, maybe we can go at 10 instead, but I need to do this for myself. And you know, sometimes I can piss people off because they have this idea of what they want to do with you. I personally live in California and so I come home and my whole family just thinks that I have this endless battery to like constantly go, go, go. And I'm constantly sprinting to my grandmas, my gugs, my moms, my dads, you know, my family has a divorce. So I have a lot of people to see, a lot of people to please and... At the end of the day, I just have to come home to myself of like, I'm only one person and I'm going to try my best to see who I feel is right to see this time around. And when I'm home, I tell them I'm trying my best, right? I would love to spend time with you. I would love to see you. But, you know, this time around, I have very little time and maybe next time I'll be able to see you. Same thing with friends because I, you know, I'm long distance with a lot of friends as well. So when I'm home, I always prioritize myself at least for an hour a day. I go to yoga, which incorporates a 45 minute drive there, a 45 minute drive back and then yoga itself. So on the way there, I'll listen to affirmations, meditations, things like that, and just come home to myself, observe my feelings, thoughts, emotions. And at yoga, I'll get physically active on This isn't for everyone, obviously. You can listen to music, listen to your jams, go to the gym, like whatever is best for you, what makes you feel more comfortable and energizes you and feels yourself, that's what you need to do and prioritize when you're at home with your family. So if you live with your family, make sure that you prioritize yourself. Make sure that you're still honoring yourself. So let's say in the morning, set some time apart to take a deep breath and come home to yourself. You know, whatever you need to do for yourself to stay in tune set the boundary and do it. And the rest of the time, your family will love to spend time with you because I have more space to spend time with my family because I set those boundaries. And I'm in a more positive mood when I spend time with my family because I come home to myself and I'm more calm and more collected. Um, If I find myself getting sassy or getting an attitude or arguing with my family, it's probably because I haven't been spending enough time with myself and staying calm in the situations and just like taking deep breaths because family could be kind of triggering and that's absolutely normal but learning how to do things for yourself while you're home is extremely important so prioritize yourself every single day many times a day if you have to go to the bathroom and take breaks whatever you need to do i have a six-year-old brother sometimes i have to hide in the bathroom for a little bit to take some deep breaths and that is completely fine honor yourself love yourself support yourself meditate twice a day i know a friend um he when he's home with his family he still that's his practice he meditates in the morning meditates at night and that's how he stays centered so everyone's practice is different and just making sure that you're continuing to come home to yourself and honor yourself and what you need get physical exercise and do whatever you need to do to stay centered and this will value all of your friendships all of your family members because you're going to show up more authentically and more yourself and this goes for all relationships and i'm so excited for you to incorporate these things into your lifestyle this is an everyday thing 
make sure that you're doing this for yourself and your relationships will greatly improve. So that's it for today's podcast on people-pleasing. And I hope that this helped you. I hope this is going to improve your life immensely. If you are a people-pleaser, if you're not, I hope that some tips helped you as well. And thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you.